Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Damn dick, boy. We Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what up? What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac. And I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my partner. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Uh, B. Austin can't make it this week. You know, Peruvians tried to do him in because he ain't paid him yet. Um, but he and Arizona Ron from Tucson, they taking care of it in the Black Yukon. So, be a holla at y'all next week. So, Jim and I, you know, we're going to talk our ish for a little while. So, sit back, relax, get comfy. Bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in the history of sports. That's the war room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook. You could join us on Twitter. That's at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? And the, the plague ain't done with us yet. Your man Cuomo, it was all good just a year ago. And apparently Robin of Batman fame is an alphabet boy. What up with you? <laughs> Hey man, listen man. I'm just happy to be alive these days, little brother. It's it's it's, it's wild out there, and we got yes, all the dudes coming after us, man. Delta, Lambda, Beta, all of them <laughs> coming after us. So Yo, man, I'm just happy to be here. I'm shook because you know all I've heard about recently was Delta, and then you pulled my coattails to to this Lambda that you know might be making his way over here. Especially, I mean, like I I, I say might. But the way America is set up, I don't think anything that's rumored or anything that's going on anywhere else in the world, I don't think it's a might because Americans are stubborn. Americans are stupid. You know, you can't tell us what to do. They're marching around like they Martin Luther King because they have to wear a mask in some places. Like that's an affront to their civil rights and civil civil liberties because – People are scientists are trying to figure out ways to save your dumbass life, and and y'all think it's you know you're losing like America just wants something to, to to bitch about, you know especially the people who's never been oppressed. Everything is oppressive to them because you know freedom has always been their birthright. Yo, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, listen, man. To me, this is part of what comes with freedom. Like, it's it's, it's weird. 
but I understand it. But I just gotta be careful, and you gotta, you know, make sure the folks that you care about are careful, man. But when you, when you give people freedom, there's no, there's no like you can't. You know, I mean, you, you, what uh, what the boys say on the wire, man. You want to be one way, but it's the other way. Meaning that, <laughs> listen, this is this, this is part of what comes with it, man. When you told that we live in the land of the free, um, the home of the brave, and we have freedoms. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like saying, um. You know, you have the right, the First Amendment, right? You have the right to say anything. But you got, stuff comes with that. Stuff right. comes with giving people these complete, complete freedoms, man. They feel like they can do whatever they want to do. Um, to a certain extent, they can. But it's, it's kind of difficult when you have a situation like this. And to your point, folks are trying to save lives and, and admittedly don't really know everything that's going on. But they look at that as a big conspiracy. Crazy right. part is, if our government wasn't who they was, you know, People wouldn't believe in conspiracies that way. They've given us so many reasons to believe in it, man. So it's a difficult situation, man. But right, because there's man. there's definitely been some crazy conspiracies, you know, over the history of America. But but like you said, it makes people think every single thing is a conspiracy. Um, Everything, bro. Like I'm it's pretty just sure looking for reasons to argue, man. Right, and I'm pretty sure the U.S. government has not been 100% honest with us throughout this whole pandemic and all of that kind of stuff. But at some, at some point, like you got to realize that the stuff that's going on vaccines and uh, mandates for masks and all of that kind of stuff, like, yo, they, they're really at some point trying to save lives because money is more important to the federal government than anything else. And you saw Absolutely. how they messed kill up their money when they had to shut things down for all of those months. So, come on, man. <laughs> it's, man, it's, listen, man. Can't like, mess up the money. How folks folks out here got to got to do better, man. Like in and I know Tobias always points out how people are anti this and anti that, but half of the stuff they put in their bodies is a uh, is terrible. Still, the government can tell you it's terrible for you. Still <laughs> right. Um, you know, right. So, Everybody out here talking yeah. about vaccines ain't FDA approved. <laughs> with the memes yeah. been saying this week, neither is Herbalife, neither is flat tummy yeah, tea. Yeah, you drinking like all that bullshit. Right, neither is noni juice. We still don't know McDonald's. what's in noni juice. I know Balco got something to do yeah. with that. <laughs> we still don't yeah. know what's in noni juice. End of the day, man. Yo, for the folks out there listening to us, man, please just be safe, man, because it's it's nuts out here. I'm about to go back into hibernation, man. Right. I, I mean, I see that coming. Even if they don't force us. I know everybody else is out here wilding, so like you said, we're gonna have to do what's best for our families. And if we gotta hibernate again, then then so be it, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna try real hard to get my last couple of trips off. <laughs> try to stay away from people. Dog, I got a, I got yo, I got a Jamaica trip coming up. I'm not trying to miss, oh. man. Like I miss home. That's, that's my fake second home. Like they shout out to right that now, man. Y'all got chills. I got I got uh, a homie who just told us this week that they're getting married in Jamaica next August, August 2022. So I'm like, I'm afraid to throw my money and book the joint, even though you can start booking now a year ahead. I'm afraid to do that. I think by August 2022, we might literally be the walking dead out this piece. Like I might be in here like hunkered down fighting zombies and trying to be quiet so I don't lead herds to my crib. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like this seemed like the the make the beginnings of a movie, man. And yeah, why really taking it serious? 
Hey, All right, man. If you man, do go out there August 2022, oh. let me know, man. I'm always I'm always down for a Jamaica trip. I'm trying to go oh, to no the club and drop oh. the and drop the Randy Savage elbow on somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I de- I want to see that in person. So I'm definitely gonna be in the hood. <laughs> I got to see that in person. That's like bucket list right now. I don't want to see that on the internet no more. I want to see that in person. Um, all right, so let's get into this 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 sports talk. But before we do, just gonna remind y'all that whether you're with us live or not, we you know during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of the show. And all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, you can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or any of the major podcast listening platforms, man. We're on most of them, if not all of them. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room, Tissue and the Tape, if you're a hip-hop fan, On the Couch with the Wilsons, if you're into movies and TV and documentary and, and having more hours in the day than everybody else, um, the Broad Street Line, if you're a diehard Philly sports fan, after further review with the mayor, um, you know, whatever we got, it's, it's, it's on there. It's, it's on all the podcast platforms, but go check it out at warroomsports.com. All right, these hot topics brought to you by my bookie. Warroom family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. I'm really tired of telling y'all this every single week. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, it's time to place a bet. Lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. But to do that, to get that deal, you got to use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. War Room to activate this offer. So visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That is all there is to it. All right, so, um, you know, some more time is going by. Another week, another Olympics done in the can. The Tokyo Olympics, the 2020 Olympics that were played in 2021, of course, are uh, behind us now. Um, I mean, you you know me. <laughs> All these years, you know me. You know that that few weeks every four years is some of my favorite stuff. Um, so it's it's you know I hate when it's over because it gets a little boring. But just gonna hit y'all with the final medal counts from the Olympics. And you know how you know how cocky and competitive the the United States is. So. I guess you can say the United States won the Olympics. I've never heard anybody actually use those terms before. Like, man, we won the Olympics. But overall medals, the U.S. Uh, came in first with 113. Uh, the top five, to round out the top five, China with 88 overall. Japan, the host company, company, I stay saying company, the host country with 58. Great Britain with 65. And the ROC, the Rock. <laughs> the Russian Olympic Committee they had 71 <laughs> it's, it's the rock um, as far as gold medals are concerned the US narrowly was number one in that as well with 39 China with 38 Japan with 27 Great Britain with 22 and the rock with, with 20 so um, anything like any highlights about that Olympics that, that, that you're going to remember and take with you, or you wasn't really watching it like that? 
I watched I watched some of it. I mean, I, to me, that there wasn't really any like memory. Like, there's certain times the Olympics have like these these things that happen that are just like memories, whether it's like right. Usain Bolt um, doing right. what he does, or or you know what I mean. But I don't have any of those in this Olympics. Um, what I did find interesting about this Olympics is I learned I, I spent way too much time looking up and learning about uh, the refugees that still compete in the Olympics because I happened to see them, right. you know, when everybody's walking out. And um, so I found that interesting. But other than that, man, it was kind of weird because of you know 2021, um, the whole um, I guess you can call it a scandal with uh with Fifth, you know, dropping out and jumping back in to get the bronze. I mean, mm. nothing really memorable to me. Like I know you 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 really into it. Is anything memorable to you? Um, not I I kind of feel the same way. Even as a big fan, like a lot of it, there wasn't like, and they actually try that now at the end of the Olympics. You know, they got this little montage, kind of like a one shining moment um, in the NCAA tournament. And even watching that, I'm like, eh, yeah, it just didn't really do it for me because these moments, I mean, there were some, but, but like you said, there wasn't a Usain Bolt moment. There wasn't a Michael Phelps getting like 90 gold <laughs> medals in one Olympics moment. Um Simone Biles didn't even get a chance to shine because of the controversy and, you know, what she went through during the Olympics. Um, and it's funny you brought that up because it's it's also – it's hilarious to listen to people because I, I've read a whole thread where somebody posted talking about, um, you know, this this – she did that on purpose so she could let her team shine and this and that. The whole time, sis is telling you, like, I'm going through some stuff mentally. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm calling out for help, and I'm going through something mentally, but they sitting here like, when you love somebody or when you want to defend somebody, like, it doesn't even matter what they say <laughs> in cool-off culture. Like, I went through a whole, like, and everybody, it was an echo chamber type post, and everybody's agreeing. Yeah, that that's what I said this morning. I was talking to my husband or I was talking to my wife, and it's so great that she did that, man. She's a great human being. She's a saint. Yo, she's calling out for help. She's telling you, even when she came back, she's outlining the stuff that she went through. But people who want to defend her are hard-pressed to say, no, she, she planned that. She did that on purpose so her teammates could shine. <laughs> While at the same time, you know, you still got the negative ones, you know, killing her she actually got into it with some haters on social media the other day i saw the headline of it but i didn't read the article and i didn't go to social media to actually read the the um the conversation but she supposedly got into it with some haters too but yeah it wasn't a lot that that i'm going to remember years from now about this Olympics, but I still yeah, love most every moment remember, that I'm watching most it. Most of the stuff you remember is like, you know, not athletic. Controversy. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> athletic. I mean, no athletic achievement, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, U.S. men in the 4 by 100, you know, they dropped the ball again. Um, they didn't even qualify for the finals. Uh, the Jamaican women still ain't nothing to be trifled with. On that track. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's, it's a lot of it is like the usual with less famous names. I mean, you still had you had big stories from like uh, you know Shelly Ann Fraser Price was at her last Olympics. 
Allison Felix medaled twice in her last Olympics. So you had some big stories like that, some of those feel-good stories. But, yeah, nothing we're going to be talking about like 20 years from now. You, know, you remember in 2020? But um, Team USA no. <laughs> got their goal. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I was about to say a little bit later, but actually – um, we can talk about that now. You know, Team USA in basketball, they won their gold medal. And there's a video of former Warriors teammates, Kevin Durant and and Draymond Green, going live, being a little bit braggy about it. Because, you know, everybody, there's been this talk for years, and especially this this year, with them dropping two exhibition games and dropping their first pool play game, you know, people are saying the world is catching up and this and that. So after they won gold, Kevin Durant and Draymond walking down the hallway and they're they're on live and Kevin Durant showing his sensitivity again, basically telling everybody FOH, like, who's catching up? Um, this skill level was unmatched. And then they start going in on, on his former teammate, Kendrick Perkins, for all the dumb stuff that he says. Like, I know you saw this video, like, did you think that was warranted? I mean, they won the game by five points, and 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 a, and a you know they're <laughs> right. I mean, there was a point in this game, yeah. late in this game, where the game was in question because they blew a lead that they had. So, like, is is that enough? You know, winning by five points, losing a game during the, the whole thing to break the Olympic streak and, and losing a couple of exhibitions. I'm like, is it out of the question for people to say that the world is, is catching up? Or is, you know, it's just KD being KD. Yo, it's, 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 it's a lot here, right? So I get it. A lot of this is really Perkins because Perkins is on TV talking mad greasy yeah, about the whole squad, KD. Right. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, one thing I realized about Perkins after this season, man, he's going to keep a job because he knows how to make himself part of the story, mm-hmm. um, which you're not supposed to do, but somehow that works in 2021. But anyway. Um, it's it's the primary so thing. It's the primary thing in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that was vitriol towards him. But, you know, I think winning by five in the, in the fashion they won actually proves the point that the world is catching up, actually, if you ask me. Um mm-hmm. What else is interesting is, though, like, sometimes, and it's the thing about, like, the Dream Team, right? The Dream Team was so dominant and, like, kind of, like, laid the foundation to – it's almost like people are chasing goats, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in retrospect, though, I was watching videos today, right? You know what I mean? So, I'm on, you know, I'm on IG, YouTube, double-tapping cheeks and whatnot. But I came across this video <laughs> about um, the Dream Team. And they were breaking down, like, the accomplishments of the players even before the Olympics. And I think sometimes we forget just who they sent and when they sent them. And, like, they had right. 11 Hall of Famers on the team. They I was about, I, I was about to were, ask you, like, how many MVPs altogether did that team have? Dog. Like, Bird had three. Magic was, had, like, five. Jordan had six. I mean, yeah. not by then, but Magic and Bird had all of theirs by then. <laughs> Yeah, and then, then, then you figure Mike Mike had six. Barkley Mike had an had MVP. Carl like, Malone had one. You know, or Carl Malone had an MVP. Yeah. Hakeem yeah. had one. Mm-hmm. Like so, so the thing is, I mean, MVPs. You talk about they literally had eleven Hall of Famers. That like in terms of the top scores of all time, you had like multiple guys in the top five, the top assist man of all time. Like 
I think at times we forget just what that that wasn't normal, which is why it's celebrated the way it is. But ever since then, and even me, I thought I fall victim to this too. Like I judge everything based. That's like that's like you know the baseline, and it shouldn't be. Because if you remember before the dream, the reason they sent the dream team is because we was getting close. Like you know what I mean? Like having up. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know. So we got to keep that in mind. But they they were so dominant, and that they made such an impact around the world. In fact. Some people say the reason the world caught up is by they they were part of it. They were all a part of that uh, movement. So, yeah, they yeah they say that um, you know a lot of people around the world started liking basketball because of the Dream Team. So a lot of these dudes, yeah, so old, you know, say that they're but playing I, but I think, I think started because of, of that. A lot of hoops fans, though, when we look at the Olympics, we're judging every Olympic basketball team based on that, and I think it's unfair. Um, so with that it might said, be, Jim, but it's, it's still a catch-up factor there because, you know, Dream Team 2 and, you know, just the professional teams after that for, like, you know, three or maybe four or five Olympics, they were still stomping mud holes in people, you know what I mean, until 2004 yeah, what, when Iverson and them what, went over there and messed up. <laughs> you, they're, they're not sending the same caliber of players like that. Like, how many MVPs yeah. are on this team right here? Um, One? Kevin Durant. Hmm, Kevin Durant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even when you talk about like AI, they're like, it's like, yo, it's, it's, it's just Durant. Like, we're not even setting the same caliber of guys now. Um, so, but with that being said, though, they were they were in their bag, but you know, they probably you know had some bubbly, and that was really to me about Kendrick Perkins because some of the stuff they were saying, they were like repeating his talking points from TV. So. Yeah. You know, they got which, little, which, little which ESPN is going to eat up. Like, wow, if, you know, if somebody from our network is making these headlines, then, yeah, they about to extend him. Yeah, throw him out there for some more shows, get him working like Stephen A. <laughs> he about to be second to Stephen A. They about to give him a nice contract, and he trashed everything he's ever done. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be big. <laughs> be a good father or something, man. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um. All right, so you know that shout out to the Olympics. Um, um, at least for my sake, we get the next one in three years instead of four, and unless, like I said, unless you know the whole world is um, running from walkers, you know whoever's left is is, is running from the Walking Dead. Um, other than that, you know, see y'all in Paris in a couple of years, which is yeah, that's one of those places like. If it weren't for this and the and the possibility of what life is going to be even after all of this, like Paris Olympics, that, that's something I would have tried to go to. But um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what the world is going to look like in three years. So I'm not making any plans to do anything um, <laughs> from now on. Pretty much. All right. I'm trying to be a little so, embarrassed. In NBA news, man, you know, I know we both watched it yesterday because we – you know, we made sure we watched it so we could talk about it a little bit on the show. Um, Netflix has started their Untold series uh, with documentaries, and the first one was about or is about the malice at the palace from that fateful night in 2004, November 19, 2004, the game between the, the Pacers and uh, the Detroit Pistons. Um, in Detroit, well, in Auburn Hills. I mean, we've talked about the Malice of the Palace plenty of times in our decade mm-hmm. on the air, but 
This is the first time because they had they didn't do a thirty for thirty about that. That's why I was asking Phil Maddox today because he said something to you like, if you saw the thirty for thirty, you ain't learned anything new. But I don't think they did yes, a thirty for thirty. I don't know if it's thirty. For, I don't know if it's thirty for thirty. I thought I, the funny I, thing is, I remember something. That, I, 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 no, they, there's a documentary didn't on get in about yet. I don't yeah. know if it's 30 for 30. It might be 30 for 30. I don't know. I assume that every documentary ESPN is 30 for 30. That's probably why. But ESPN does have a documentary on it. I assume it was 30 for 30. But they do have one. Because yeah. I, 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 I looked. I, I couldn't even find it. Because I'm like, I know I would have watched the 30 for 30 on that. But whatever it is, 30 for 30 or, or otherwise, I couldn't find it. But what do you think about this one? This wasn't like a two-parter, three-parter, ten-parter like Michael Jordan's uh, or anything like that. It was like really, it was like an hour and nine minutes, hour and nineteen minutes, or something like that. Um, I thought it was pretty good. What did you think about it? No, absolutely. I realized too because I saw the other documentary he was talking about, and it might be, it might be that Ron Artest documentary because there's a Ron Artest documentary too. I think Showtime. Yeah, that's. I think that's where we saw stuff about that. I think it was. I forgot Ron Artest had his own documentary. Yeah. What I recognize from this is this. What I recognize from this is this, right? I put the mouse in the palace now up there with like Biggie and Tupac and OJ, right? Anytime <laughs> there's a documentary or content, I'm gonna watch. Right. Like. And you might I'm just gonna find out something though, even if you already yeah, know everything there is to know. <laughs> Yo, at I this did. point, I even know the fans who are offenders because they be in documentaries, like. So, right. That was that was the surprising part for me that they actually got those dudes to participate, you know, the, especially the boy that Jermaine O'Neal tried to kill. <laughs> oh my God, yo, yo! Every time I see that, every time I'm reminded, I forget. Like, yo, if he would have landed that, he would have yeah. Kermit. What, yo? Yeah. He was yo, full speed. He would have murdered you. That would have went a whole different way. Yeah, definitely. He would have been on trial for murder instead of just, you know. Assault. Yo, he was trying. Uh, yo, he was trying to spin. Boy, he tried to hit him with a all oh, you get. But listen though, um, I thought it was um, it was pretty it's pretty interesting, man. I'm, I'm glad to see Ron Artest like mature, like able to talk about his issues. And I didn't realize um that well, Stephen Jackson still hasn't matured. It was just in his interviews, but oh no, no, no. <laughs> Stephen Jackson is Stephen Jackson. He he, you know what I mean? All that smoke and all that, but. Ron Artest, I didn't realize they showed the clip when he won the chip with the Lakers, how remorseful he still was. I didn't remember right. that until I just saw right. it on air. That, that's um, the thing. Like, and it's crazy. It, it jogged my memory. Like, I, I, you know, after I saw it on there, I, I definitely remembered him doing that. But it wasn't in this context. Like, in, in, in this documentary, they showed everything that happened. They talked about the relationship between him and Jermaine O'Neal, especially when he decided to leave. And then they showed that clip, and it kind of put it all together. Like, damn, that made that moment yep. even heavier than if you remember it yeah. just after the championship. Like, damn. Exactly. They damn sure did go through that. He damn sure did bail on them and then ended up being and, the only one <laughs> to get a chip. <laughs> and because well, of that, Steven I Jackson played with the Spurs. And this is one of the, this is one of the um, unfortunate things about sports. One of the unfortunate things about sports are we remember champions, which is why we hold that championship in such high regard. Mm-hmm. And we forget all the good teams that didn't win a championship. Like um, when we talk about football, we forget about the Buffalo Bills, just how good they were because right. they couldn't get that one. But like, Getting to the bowl team, four years straight how, is amazing, man. That's winning too. <laughs> you know, they're, they're probably better, they are probably better overall than some teams that actually got it done. I believe, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of teams. A lot of know, teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, we don't remember that. And we, 
We all and the, the AFC know, wasn't no home at that time. So <laughs> not at all. I forgot how um, good that Pacers teams was that year until yeah. all that happened. I forgot they were on their title way. favorites and. And, yeah, man, and Detroit that's, that's was the defending champion. They smacked them that night. That's why the damn fights. Yes, they did. Because of frustration. Yo, and the <laughs> other other crazy part is I forget at times how good Jermaine O'Neal was in his prime because he's always marred by this, you know. He's marred by yeah, this, man, and then when he did get back into the mix, he was injured all the time. So it was like all the time. Jermaine O'Neal was a beast, and he had a chip on his shoulder because he came in from high school, had all the doubters. You know, a lot of people was considering him a bust in Portland because he couldn't really crack the lineup, but that's because Portland had so many good bigs when he came. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what um, I I was the best high school player, and then I was the fourth best player in my position on Portland. Right. So the, I think the only thing that I – well, one of the only things that I really learned – and like I said, this is – you know, like Jimmy and I said to everybody listening, this is not a negative. We still – we still encourage you to watch this. This is one of those things, like, even if you know the facts, it's still a great watch. But one of the things that I learned, um, and I knew he had a brother that passed away, but I didn't know Ben, ben Wallace's brother had just passed away prior to all this happening. Because you know better than all people that from the door, from that time, I've always blamed Ben Wallace for this whole thing. Because, okay, you yeah. can be frustrated at a foul because you're down 15 and he fouled you hard. Fine. You give him the push. Fine. A little dust up on the court. But Ben Wallace would not stop. You know what I'm saying? He would not just yeah. let it go. <laughs> he wouldn't say, meet me at the bus. He kept egging yeah, everything on. He started funny. throwing stuff at the dude when he was laying on the scores yeah, table, which probably Boy, gave man. the fans the idea. <laughs> Boy said Ben Wallace used to wear like 48 headbands and wristbands and armbands. And I was dying laughing when they showed him. Like, yo, who, who was Ben Wallace getting dressed for, B? Like, what did he used to get dressed for when he played ball? Right. What was yo, he doing? I think also, as 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 crazy and brazen as Steven Jackson was in all his interviews, and as off as Ron Artest will always be, even in his maturity, I thought the best, like, interviews was from – Jermaine O'Neal, because he would say stuff, he's saying stuff real calm, but he kind of killing people at the same time, like like he did Ben uh-huh. Wallace. He trying to sound all educated, like he looking for an executive job, but at the same time, he killing people. So, um, Yo, yeah, I, also, I thought his interviews were, were crazy. I want to know how Donnie Walsh got that job. Now I want—I I, got to look up Donnie Walsh's history because, like, part of when he was talking, um, and he made sense about trying to put a team together. But when he was like, like doing like basketball motions, he looked so awkward. I'm like, yo, it's Donnie like Walsh never much about basketball. Yeah. Yo, yeah. it's like he never hooped I, before. Like, what, yo, how you getting the mix? <laughs> I peeped that. He might have just been a big fan all his life, and you know, I guess he is from a hoop family. He got his brother, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I think the documentary was real good. If I had one criticism, I would say it probably did need to be longer. I think some things they needed to go into detail about, um, namely the fact that I just mentioned that, okay, they said Ben Wallace just lost his brother. And then they said that and then kind of bounced away from it. So, you know, I got what they were Another trying thing to that say. I didn't recognize. Like he might have been, you know, they said he was a, a powder keg ready to explode, but – 
they could have, you know, visited that for another, at least another minute or so, just to set the scene. Another thing that I didn't recognize until this documentary was just how little police presence was there. Um, And how unprepared they were for this, to the point where someone, there's a phone call, someone calling the cops in. Like, yo, imagine being in the stadium (laughs) of all places and and you have to call 911. Right. Like, I'm in here. And it's twenty thousand people in here, and I still don't feel safe. Like that's like that's definitely a, a problem. Um, but yeah, so I, I know it, they, they got to take part of that too. Oh yeah, yeah. But but watching it, it just reminds you of how crazy that situation was. Like, yo, this situation was brutal, man. You got fans running down. You got players running into the stands, beating the shit out of fans. You got fans running on the court trying to square up with seven footers. You got people throwing chairs. You got people throwing, you know, bottles, drinks, whatever. Remember when they left, the, when they were leaving, they going up the tunnel, they drenching them with popcorn, soda, and all that, and it's just rumbles everywhere you look. Like, it had to be scary for people in there who wasn't about that. You know, some people in there about all that and probably was loving it the whole time and <laughs> just just probably stealing people for no reason. Imagine, but. imagine you got your, imagine you got your kids with you. Like that's the thing. Right, right, yo, right. Yo, it's it's so yo, it's so much to this man. What's up with your man Ryan Artest saying he got a definite family and pulling up at the source awards? Yo, he was wild in that year, man. That's why I guess that's why him, he and Jermaine O'Neal was never close because Jermaine Jermaine O'Neal knew the importance of this dude, man. Like yo, our championship dreams hinge on this unhinged. Dude, so he told me I got a definite family. He out there presenting at the at the Source Awards. Remember earlier Yo, than that in the see, season, he's like, take a few weeks off to go uh, finish my album. And like, yo, guys, like, <laughs> what are you doing here? You get a lot of yo, money to play basketball, like. <laughs> but yo, but you know yo, what though? He he, he was the first Kyrie. He added context to that though. He added context to that too though, because he was like, yo, before the season started. I tried to retire. They told me no. Right. So he's like, it's not like I didn't try to leave. So. Yeah, he's like, I tried to, I, before the season started, I said I didn't want to play. They was like, no, you coming back. <laughs> like, no, you coming back. All right, well, now you got to get, now you got to deal with this. But, you know. It, also, Dennis Rodman like, 2.0, man. Like, you know, also, when he was like, I ain't really want to see Jermaine when he came back to the locker room because I knew he was going to be mad because all he cared about is winning. I'm like, what else he supposed to care about? <laughs> Yo, but the, the, now, and we already knew this part, but every time you hear it, and when you actually got to see when they asked Jermaine about it and you saw his face when they got into the locker room and your man Ron Artest was like, you think we're going to get in trouble? <laughs> like, yo, yo, you are, rumbling, you you are rumbling with fans, beloved. It is a riot going on outside this locker room right now with 20,000 folks <laughs> that y'all started. And, yo. He said, yeah, I think we're going to get in trouble. Yo, that reminded me of that yeah, Martin episode like when he I first like met Gina's parents and he wowed out at the at the mm-hmm. restaurant. And when they got back to the crib, he was like, you think they noticed? <laughs> like, <laughs> we mean yeah. we're going to get in trouble. Yo, Jermaine Yo, O'Neal, they we said lived, Jermaine we O'Neal lost it. He tried to dive on the ball. We lost. We, we lived through the mouse in the palace and we lived through Spreewell choking the coach. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I love basketball, yo. All right, man. So, you know, I guess we went, we, you know, we didn't go into terrible, terrible details. So for the people out there who haven't seen it yet, 
go ahead and do that and then, you know, holler at us on whatever platform if y'all want to talk about it. And, you know, if y'all want to talk about it again on the air next week, just, you know, call in. Um, even if you saw it now, call in now, uh, 323-410-0012 if you saw it and you, and you got some some observations from it that you want to get off your chest. Go ahead and do that, but we're going to move on, man. Uh, Summer League. Um, shout out to Unk because he never lost. Jello Ball out here balling in the Summer League for the Charlotte Hornets. And uh, in his debut, 16 points in 16 minutes. Uh, five for eight shooting. I, I think it was actually five for eight from the three-point line. A couple of rebounds, a couple of steals. Um, he followed it up in, in his second game with 10 points. Uh, I believe he played like 19 minutes in the second game. Uh, and then he followed it up today with an eight-point effort, but he only played about 11 minutes today. Uh, hit a big shot at the halftime buzzer um, from three. Uh, what's up What's up with Jello, man? Jello trying, he trying to cement a spot in the league or no? <laughs> That's funny because he might get a spot just based on a few other brothers. Like, I'm telling y'all, Jello ain't he ain't a bum, man. He's he's the worst of the three, but Jello ain't no bum, man. I mean, he can he he can shoot. You know what I'm saying? Now, if he if he was a you know in any way a defender, he would have been a lock for the league because you know the the whole quote unquote three and D movement is is diesel in the NBA right now. If you can get one of those guys, you know it's, it's one or two of those guys on on every team, but um. I don't think he, you know, I've watched. He's not doing anything. He doesn't look overmatched defensively, but at the same time, he's not doing anything special, whereas to say, you know, he definitely can lock up a spot as a 3 and D guy. So that's that's a position that, I mean, that's something that, you know, he might want to work harder on because he got the shooting part down pack, man. He got a quick trigger. Um, he gets off shots that you think, you know, he might not get off. Um, and, and, you know, he's always been somewhat of a shooter. But uh, did you hear how he got his camp invite this year? No, how did he get his invite? So Charlotte, because, you know, the whole pandemic and all of that kind of stuff, they they let all of their players when they came, um, you know, when they came into the facilities this off season, they let everybody bring a workout partner. So, of course, you know, it probably was planned probably by, by Unc. Um, LaMelo brought Jello with him. So just watching their workouts, like Charlotte executives was kind of impressed with what they saw. So they invited him to play on the summer league team. And, you know, and in the limited minutes that he's getting here, man, he's, he's, he's playing pretty well. Um, I'm thinking even if it doesn't happen with Charlotte, like, he's played pretty well to at least be on other teams' radars. Like, I'm not – I don't know if he's going to get a spot for sure. Um, but I, I think he's he's doing a lot to help his case right now. So, shout out to Jello, man. <laughs> you know, everybody be we'll killing see, We'll see how much leverage LaMelo got because Giannis got his brother a spot even though his brother don't play. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. Melo, they got some other young, some other young 
uh, high jumpers. You know, Melo like to play with them dudes. Miles Bridges is going to be jealous out yeah. there with Kai Jones because Melo going to have a new oop partner yeah, out but, there. Yo, but, but that's exactly what they, Milwaukee actually said, though. Milwaukee, like, Giannis's brother is, like, basically damn near his, that's his workout partner. Like, right. he's there to help Giannis and make him feel comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you know what I always say, man. There's worse players in the league than LiAngelo Ball. So, you know, I don't know if Charlotte has a spot for him, but if they do think that highly of Melo, if they think, you know, Jello has any kind of talent, maybe that's a roster spot for him. Maybe not on the 12, but maybe on the 15, you know, so maybe he'll be there and not be in the game. So we'll see how it plays out, man. But – I think Melo, you know, he's instrumental in getting him the shot. But Jello, he he's doing what he needs to do with the shot. If he doesn't make it, it wasn't because he went out there and stunk it up. Um, what else is happening out here? Uh, the, the Ben Simmons annual summertime shooting video has dropped. Um, only thing is, this year, this offseason, Sixers fans are not impressed. They're not excited. They're not looking forward to – if he's going to do it in the games or not, because they're not even, first of all, he's not even sure if he's going to be a sixer when the season starts. But the the biggest factor is we've seen it all before. <laughs> and this time um, he was training with Rajon Rondo and they're taking turns shooting catch and shoot threes <laughs> and they're burying both of them, both of non-shooters are burying every shot. And he's looking confident. His, his, his form is looking okay. But Jim, we we've seen it all before, right? <laughs> My thing is, if you're gonna do that, why you go Ray John Rondo though? Why can't you hit up Ray Allen or somebody? Well, well, I think Rondo was also training. I don't think he was his trainer. So this is just yeah. two bulls that need to shoot, and probably you know he probably want to train with Rondo because you know there's a chance he could look better at shooting Jays than Ray Rondo. Help his confidence, <laughs> Rondo. Yeah, help his confidence out a little bit. Like, this boy is a, a two-time champion and, you know, highly regarded. And I can shoot better than him. He, he need whatever he Yo, can. Yo, but the thing is, though, a confidence Rondo, him, Rondo does exactly what people tell Ben to do. Like, Rondo is not the greatest shooter, but Rondo will shoot it. Yeah, he ain't scared. He going to keep you honest. You know what I'm saying? He, he at least going to do that. And he's hit some big ones in his career. You're going to fade up yep. off of him, you know. Then, then I'm going to shoot it. Like, because who's going to get mad at you? If somebody's playing you ten feet back and you take a shot, okay. If you miss, you miss. <laughs> but to not take those just shots, like, <laughs> yo, just like Rondo, I hit some big ones in my no, ma. Yo, um, <laughs> yo. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. The the fans lit into the comment section of this post. I'm I'm surprised that his trainer or whoever it was even posted it because dude's already under fire. You know what I'm saying? He don't know. The rumors are he wants out of the situation in Philly. Um, we haven't heard from him. We don't know if it's 100% true. But what we do know is Philly fans are fed up. They've been ripping into him since the, the last playoff game. So to come out and do this again, when we know we've seen it the last two summers, it's like you just like you just opening dude up for for more punishment. Like, did he approve this? Like, he told you go ahead and post that because I don't really know like who that who's the audience for that. Like, who are they trying to impress with that? Because at this point, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you can do. 
it's you know if you don't have the confidence to do it if you if you're fearful of doing it and you're just not going to be aggressive in in the actual games then it doesn't matter and no fans are fooled by it anymore so <laughs> i have no clue why that video even went up man um, so Casey Mack, Casey Mack uh, in the chat, Casey Mack in the chat says that he believes Jello is going to get put on the G League team and then eventually get called up on the season. I mean, which would be fair. Like you don't really, you got you got draft picks, you got a lot of people. You know, if there was a pecking order in in Charlotte Summer League, you got a lot of people over him in the pecking order. But if you can keep him maybe in the system somehow, like like Casey Mack said, on your G League team. <laughs> and and not even make them a part of the 15, and then people start to go down. You know how injuries go. Or if they just need a spark, they're not shooting well, and you just want to give them a shot. That's a that's a good place to do it. Um, and I think that makes more sense, really, than just putting them on the roster. You might get an invite to camp, but I'm with Casey Mack. I think that might be how it all goes down because, okay, you got summer league. This is going to be like less than 10 games, and even if he plays well, you don't want to be fooled into thinking he's better than he is because he shined in eight games. You know what I mean? So you throw him down there, you get to see him play a lot more. And he had some shots on some G League teams before, but the pandemic kind of messed all of that up. He didn't. He never got to play. So um, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, your man IT, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, the fake Isaiah Thomas, he dropped 81 points in a pro-am game. So I think some NBA teams, you know, the, the antennas went up on this. They're saying they're saying um, possible reunion with the Boston Celtics. You know, there's more chances of that now because of what he did in this pro-am league. Uh, you know, with LeBron and the team that he's trying to build, anybody play well on any level in any league, you know he watching. So you think – this 81 in a pro-am game is going to help get Dude back into the NBA, even though it was just in the yeah. pro-am? Listen, man, thing about the NBA and their scouts is, yo, you, if you play well, like, in a driveway, they will find you. I mean, birds <laughs> are proof positive of that. Like, it don't matter where you play well, you will be found. Just understand that. So, right. um, I do think they'll get a shot. I mean, they were trying to bring Joe Johnson back because he was cooking. He's still to this day is cooking the big three. Like, that's his league at this point. But um, more like the big three, Michael Jordan. But, uh, you know, in, in, in Hoops Dog, you play well, they'll find you. Right. And, you know, Pro-Am is not the NBA. But, you know, a lot of NBA players, former NBA players, play in, in cities Pro-Ams. Um, this is Jamal Crawford, the crossover. Pro-Am League, and that's spelled T-A-T-R-A-W, crossover. Um, shout out to that, uh, Bars. Um, so he got he got a shout out from Jamal Crawford after that, you know, trying to help him get back into the league, uh, basically saying, like, yo, this dude can still get buckets. So, you know, if NBA teams aren't calling, then there's something wrong with y'all. Um, but we'll see where it lands him, man, like, because – Isaiah Thomas, you know, he had that year in Boston where he thought the Brink truck was about to get backed up to him, and then he got that injury, and he's been like a journeyman ever since. It's a shame. 
Yeah, man. It, it, people were talking about giving this boy a max deal, which would have been right. insane. I mean, which would have been crazy anyway, at his height it. anyway. But what he did that season, it was hard to argue against it. But they got they, you know, me meaning the Celtics and all the other NBA teams, they actually got lucky that this dude got injured because I think it was one of those situations where they're like, man, dude, like five eight, five nine, like we don't want to give him this kind of money. His numbers justify it, but we don't know if he can do this for more than one season. And because of the injury, he never got that chance to have to prove it, um, you know, and, and he never even got the chance to get that money. So they skated with that one because they might have given him that money and then he would have went out there and <laughs> not played as well. But this little dude averaged damn near 30 that year, um, which is amazing in itself. You know, I, I I never put none of these little dudes on the level of Allen Iverson, but he definitely had an Iverson-esque type of season. But he, he was um, cooking. Yeah, definitely was cooking. Celtics ended up in the conference finals and everything. All right, so uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Molly Crossover and the Crossover Pro-Am League. Um, the boy had 40 at halftime. And of course, ended it with 81. And, of course, he had on a pair of Kobe's while doing it. So, of course, they're talking all that, the the spirit of Kobe Bryant. You know, he channeled his inner Kobe and all of that kind of stuff. So, shout out to him, man. In NFL preseason starts tonight, two games on the slate. The Washington professional football team taking on the New England Patriots. And then there's the game between the Steagles, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, do you have any excitement about this? Do you have any excitement about this? None whatsoever. None. I don't do preseason. I don't care. I, I, preseason football is trash to me. Um, call me when the season starts. I'm like my GM days are over. Like you used to watch, you know, when you really, really cared about your team and you were mm-hmm. still one of, you know, you were a couch GM and you wanted to see this player and that player and if they pick right and this and that. I don't care about any of that anymore. I don't care. Who my team drafts. I don't care who they pick up. I don't really care about any of that stuff anymore. I'm let these dudes do their job, and I'm just going to be a fan the way I'm supposed to be. So call me in September Duh. when they kick off for real. Because preseason is I'm trash. worse than you these days. Only team, only team I care about is my fantasy squad, and we ain't start yet. So. <laughs> right, right. You're like, damn, all of this. Like I for me. Front, though, fantasy, oh, fantasy, fantasy keep me level football, but for a whole different reason. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always had conflicts with fantasy anyway because it make you root for the game differently than you want to. But then when you let go and you don't care anymore, like, who I want to root for. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like for me, you know, being you, – you know how I, how I get down when I watch stuff anyway. So, you know, I'll be in a room where there's several monitors. So, you know, it might be playing in the background, but – there's no way I'm going to sit there and watch with attention to a preseason game, especially a preseason game one. Um, I won't even watch it with value. Well, first off, first off, first off, <laughs> don't Big Brother come on tonight? Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Oh, yeah, I got to see, see what Derek X going to do. <laughs> there's things in my, in my older age, in my advanced age, that just take precedence, man. I mean, y'all, you know, we had a great run. Y'all know how we – how we've always felt about sports, you know, we still got the love, but I, I will be the first to admit that it's not the kind of love 
that it's always been. I mean, I blame that a lot on y'all, and I'm talking about, you know, sports fans. Um, <laughs> y'all, y'all really not to strip the love yeah, from people. <laughs> I'm more, I'm more, I'm more interested to see what Derek X going to do, man. I want to see if he going to, I mean, do these four Yeah, because they left us, they left us with the dramatic twist. I ain't never seen a Wednesday show go Yo, off. They ain't even show us the veto. Big brother like, definitely gave us blue balls last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I ain't even get no pre count. <clears throat> but anyway, um, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 move on before before we take some calls, man. Just want to talk real quick about the quote of the week and the stat of the week. Um, your quote of the week: The Lakers win a championship. They should give Dennis Schroeder a ring for turning down that eighty-four million dollar extension. And that quote is from the Lake Show Hoops Twitter account. I have no idea who that was, but I thought that was hilarious. If you've been living under a rock, Dennis Schroeder. Turned down an eighty-four million dollar extension from the Lakers because he wants something more like a hundred and ten, hundred and fifty, something crazy that they said. Um, and ever since he turned that down, he's been hard pressed to find a job. So he finally found a job. The Celtics gave him a one-year deal worth the mid-level veteran, the veteran mid-level exception of five point nine million dollars. So that's a long that's that's a long stone throws away from turning down eighty four million dollars. Um but I guess you brought up Spreewell earlier, Jim. I guess Shooter's just like, look man, I gotta put food on my family. And um eighty four yeah, million dollars is just not gonna put enough food on my family. He gotta feed the whole district nine. So eighty four million wasn't gonna do it. What are your yeah, thoughts about wild. him turning it down? And you know, as a as a Laker fan, even though I just talked about our you know our dwindling love for loving this stuff as much as we used to, at I least thought, you know listen, being being I gotta, fanatic. I gotta give credit to Tobias. <clears throat> I gotta give credit to Tobias. Tobias called this when it happened. He said this man is crazy when it happens, and <laughs> he ended up being right because yo. Why were multiple teams offering this man eighty million to begin with? Remember, it wasn't right. just the Lakers. The Bulls came in at like eighty. Right. He had a couple the Bulls, the Bulls came in like even with a little bit more, but by the time he turned that down and 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 people's teams were shaping up, even the Bulls said never mind. They probably was like, man, we was crazy for what we were about to offer him because they were going higher than with the what the Lakers were going to go. Yeah. So, so with the money they I didn't mean, have to pay him. Not even like with fifteen million dollars this year is paying like six of their pickups: Carmelo Anthony, Kendrick Nunn. Um, who else did they get? Uh, not the trade. Russell's not a not a part of that. But all the people that the Lakers like six people that the Lakers picked up, they're they're paying those dudes like a total of fifteen million dollars. So if they would have paid this dude, they wouldn't have been able to shape up the the roster like they ended up shaping up. So he played himself. I've never seen a roster flip the way the Lakers flipped their roster over the last couple years. Do you realize that the player with the most tenure on that squad is LeBron? Yeah. He's been three years. It's like his third year. (laughs) He's like three years in. Listen, his three years, nobody on the team has been there three years other than him. Everybody else has been two or less. Yeah, they got rid of all the draft picks that they had. The Lakers was excited about their young core, but then they they realized 
even before they got LeBron, they probably have started to realize, like, well, we're excited about these dudes, but we are the Lakers. Like, we don't really have time to sit around and and wait for these dudes to grow up and all of that. And then when they got LeBron, that just express trained them dudes out of town. Well, think about it. There's 15 spots, right? They got eight right. new players coming in next season. So half of the squad, more than half of the squad yeah. is new. But then, then out of remaining players, like, you know, LeBron is literally has the most longevity as a Laker on a whole team, which is crazy because he's only been there three years. Yeah, that, that is crazy. Um, well, again, shout out to your man Dennis Schroeder for helping to make it all happen because, you know, they would have paid him. If he wouldn't need, like, forget paying him what he wanted. If he would have taken the deal that they gave him, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to, you know, shape the team like they've shaped it so far. So, yeah, he, he definitely deserves a, a ring if they if they win the championship this season. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dennis Schroeder, the newest Boston Celtic, at least for one year. So now he's in another prove-me situation because he played himself with the Lakers. Now he got to go out and prove to the Celtics or anybody else in the league that he's worth a multi-year big-money deal. So, man, he got to put food on his family, though, man. So don't be mad at him. He definitely got to put food on his family. So the latest, our, our stat of the week, man, this comes from a meme that's going around and a sentiment that's going around. There's a meme that's going around that's comparing Tom Brady's career earnings to Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills quarterback's earnings after six years. So basically Tom Brady uh, in 21 years being, you know, GOAT status has earned uh, $263.5 million in salary over 21 years. Josh Allen, with his new contract, which you know how football is, he really hasn't earned that number yet. Um, the, it's saying $258 million over six seasons. But his new contract is $258 million with $150 million guaranteed, which is the highest guaranteed money the NFL has ever seen. His yearly output, $43 million a year, is less than Patrick Mahomes, who's making $45 million a year. But, you know, the, his guarantee is, is is ridiculous. So the sentiment out there is, well, you know, Brady, he's always taken less to win rings. Um, and Josh Allen is just going for the money. Which one are you doing, Jim? Which which one? If, if they're gonna give you two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars, you know, six years in, like, are you having problems about that? Are you gonna turn that down because people are telling you that Tom Brady would have taken less? Which, in actuality, he never did. Tom Brady always got his money on the back end of some slick restructuring that the Patriots used to do. But fans are fans. When you love a dude, you fall for anything, and you want him to be, you know, the saint of the world. What's your thoughts on this comparison, this meme, and this sentiment? That meme is absolutely stupid. Because, for one, they're talking about over a 20-year period. We know how the finances and all the sports change over a 20-year period. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Brady like, first of all, Brady, the fact that still playing is crazy. This is like comparing, um, you know, what Wilt made to, to kind of like what Shaq made. Like, you know, like it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, come on, man. It, it's stupid as hell. And then to your point, Brady always gets his bread. And it's like, come on, man. It's just dumb. It's just a dumbass meme. 
Yeah. I, I, and, Jim, I think we were talking in the chat, and I think somebody brought up the fact that it might have been Tobias when Brady, who we'll talk to in a minute, he said when Brady won his first Super Bowl, like the highest paid quarterback in the NFL was making like $11 million. It was like two high-paid quarterbacks. One of them was the guy Brady replaced in Bledsoe, who was making like $11 million. So it's like That's $11 million versus the highest paid now making $45 million. Like there, it wasn't even a possibility for Brady to make this kind of money, one. Two, Brady always got his bread on the back end uh, of, a, of a restructure. Three, like y'all can talk all of this you want, but – like we always talk about, man, in this whole decade of talking to athletes and talking to agents and talking to all the people we talk to, like we know for a fact that we know what priority is. Athletes will go on TV and talk to you about championships and that being the most important thing. But none of these dudes are plan- playing for free. And talking to them off air, behind the scenes, like you, you learn like, you know, and it's not—it's not even really like a learn. It's just basically a confirmation. Like you—you—they confirm it to you when they have a real man-to-man conversation with you. Like, dog, come on, man. Like, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm going to drain this league or this team for every penny that I can. And, and I agree with that sentiment. It's the—it's the—if the team is going to pay you something where the fans are out here screaming, that's too much for our team to compete. It is the team. It is the franchise's responsibility to make it work to put people around you to make the money work Many and all that kind of stuff. It is not your responsibility to take less working. money. Give me what I can get. These dudes have been working their entire life. It's not just like today. They've been working at this their entire life. Would be like to make to, to be able to set, change their family's trajectory like I mean like folks have been working at this for their entire life. So I don't get mad when they go for the bread, but then then you compare somebody that's been playing for twenty years and it's like, yo, the salaries just weren't the same. Like, put it like this: LeBron's not the highest paid player on the Lakers. Westbrook is, right? And it's because of when he came in the league. I mean, and the crazy part is, at the end of his career, Zion will probably, and from an NBA standpoint, probably if he remains healthy, will have probably out earned LeBron. I mean, right now, Steph Curry is about to Curry, outrun yeah. LeBron. Like, LeBron has made what he's made, and the the excitement behind that lasted, like, four days until Steph got his new deal. Like, yeah, yo, like, it's... It's like comparing what Steph made to, 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 to what Mike made. Like, Steph right. and, Michael Jordan. And and no it, but it's ridiculous, you know I mean? like, Jim, to hear fans talk this way. Shout out to Fred Purdue. We were talking the other day, but you know Fred, when it comes to Brady... There's no, there's not an objective bone in his body when it comes to Brady. But he kept saying to me, "Who would you rather be, seven-time champion and considered the goat, or make what Josh Allen is making?" I said, "Make what Josh Allen is making," <laughs> because truthfully, much. I can go and not that, not that Brady's broke or anything by any means, you know, whatsoever. But if any of these dudes ever fell on hard times, or not, not even fall, yeah, if you fall on hard times or just something goes wrong in your life, like. Those trophies, those rings, all that stuff is not going to be there to 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 comfort you know to cushion your fall or to comfort you at night. When you making Josh Allen type money, Josh Allen could flame out because a lot of people probably still don't believe that Josh Allen is on this level to be the second highest paid quarterback in the league right now. Um, Shout out to Tobias. 
Shout out to Tobias. And, and even with me trolling Tobias all last season the way I did, I don't think Josh Allen has proven it long enough to be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. But but you know what? If I'm Josh Allen, I ain't turning down nothing but my damn collar. You, you, I, oh, you're going to give me 258, 150 mil guaranteed? I'll take that. And if he doesn't flame out and he plays out this whole contract and then gets another, you know, big money contract, come on, he's going to be up there around the 400 millions in earnings one day? Yeah, I'll take that over seven Super Bowls. Yeah, I'll take that over being considered the GOAT if that never happens for him. But just because he's getting that and taking what he he's taking now, that also doesn't mean that if he becomes that good that he can't put himself in those conversations later with the money that he's making. So it's silly on the fans, you know, who, who most of these people are broke, to sit here and talk about, what they wouldn't do when you know, come on, somebody gave you a <laughs> hundred grand right now. Like y'all probably act the same way over a hundred grand that, that you're talking trash about 258 million. So that's four H man. <laughs> that's yep. our, that's our stat of the week, man. Josh Allen, go get your money. Little duffel bag boy. And before we talk about what happened this week, while y'all want to grind, we're going to go, to the phone lines, we got the homie Tobias waiting out in Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tide, get your money, <laughs> get your roll damn tide. Hey, <laughs> hey, speaking of Fred, every time I ask Fred who the Miami Hurricanes opened the 2021 college football season with, he dodged the question. Like Tom Brady <laughs> dodged the, 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 you know, because you know, for those who don't know, the Miami Hurricanes opened their season. They have the privilege of being made an example of by American team, your Alabama Crescent Tide. Just let you know that. And Alabama will cover that spread, by the way. But anyway, uh, but I hate when people y'all talk about Brady, man, I, right? I ain't, mess, I ain't messing with y'all on the spread no more, man. Y'all don't be covering. Hey, yeah, I ain't messing with Gus. I know if he ain't doing that sometimes. show in a while, I see I excommunicated him. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but – Y'all talk Real quick, we got some news that came in recently. Um, speaking of contracts, speaking of big money, Kawhi Leonard is officially back with the Clippers. He signed a four-year, $176 million contract. Um, that in player option for the fourth year, even though we know Kawhi will take his player option in like the fourth month, maybe the fourth week of the season, you know, he'll – exercise his player option then and, um, you know, go on a Ron Artest-like vacation if he so feels. So shout out to Kawhi for doing it. You know, what? one of y'all brought up in the chat, man, that Kawhi Leonard does all the quote-unquote selfish stuff that people like to bash other players about, but he doesn't really get the heat probably because he's so quiet. But if you think about some of the stuff Kawhi does, Kawhi Leonard is one of the biggest divas in NBA history, but he doesn't have the reputation of being so. So shout out to him for being able to do that and still getting another 176 million. Yeah. He just be a diva and don't talk about it, and it works out for him. Yeah. So That's why y'all do be Y'all dudes be getting caught out there. You know what I mean? With the chicks, you know what I'm saying? Shut your damn mouth. And y'all, y'all talking about, like, we're talking about like Brady taking less money. 
if there was if taking less money was guaranteed winning a championship, why did the New England Patriots go ten years without winning a Super Bowl when Brady was there? It was guaranteed winning a ring. What happens is, and here's another guy who took who smartly took and, the and money. And it's not it's like the Watt. Patriots were ever chock full of talent besides like one or two years. So yeah, you know, they weren't paying no big money to anybody anyway. Belichick will and, cut and you in a minute if you make too much. Remember. Look at Deshaun Watson. Ain't he glad he took that money when he did? Imagine <laughs> he didn't take that contract and try to play around like, oh, yeah. Oh, look what would have happened to him right now. Mm-hmm. He's lucky he took that contract, and now he got whatever he has guaranteed. Because what people don't – what, what yep. these fans Cause don't he, realize – Because he, he about to have to fork over a lot of that to some <laughs> – Who knows? Brittany Renner may say he touched her too, trying to get a baby out of him. But anyway uh, – <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Shout out to PJ. <laughs> you know, people, well, every athlete would like to win a championship, but their main priority is set their families up uh, after they're done playing. Because there's only a short, most of these athletes probably done in early 30 at best if, if everything worked out. Yes, you can have a ring. There's a plenty of athletes who have rings who live under bridges right now or live with their mama or broke. You take that money, especially with the money these guys make now, and you have opportunity to do other things. Josh Allen is set for life. And guess what? He's got, as long as he's good, he's seeing every year of that contract. Hell, they may redo it in a couple years because of the position he plays. But I wish people start comparing money and errors because your money, the what players make, are, is based on TV contracts. So once the TV contracts got bigger, the salaries get bigger. That's where that stuff comes from. So, of course, when Wilt was not play, there was no cable. There were three channels. There wasn't even Fox then. So, of course, why was they going to make I, really? I was, like, was there even three when Wilt played? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, and so that, I wish people used logic on that. Hit it slow, but that money got kicked down the road. So it, it, it what's going to happen be like what happened to New Orleans? They kept kicking money down the road, and the bill comes due. This is what that's what people don't get, and and a lot of people. What we're in a sports society now, where let's say the Bucks, for example, got a guy named Carlton Carlton Davis, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league at a young age. His contract's coming up. He may make seventeen, eighteen million dollars a year, but if he don't take twelve million because he got to play with Brady, people will get mad at him even though he don't have the endorsements like that. So I say get your money, and if you win a ring, so be it. Don't you don't. Perfect example, DeMar DeRozan. Hey, why take $5 million to play with the Lakers and hopes to win a ring or play with the Bulls and get 25 At least you'll finish your career in the playoffs. At least you can say that at least. If he would have won a championship, he would have won it already. But you got to take that break. And, that, and, you know, and it's not saying they don't care. But all these athletes, they cool with – you hear from Barkley, Miller, Reggie Miller, these guys, they just happy they had a shot at it, <laughs> you know, and you let the chip fall where they lay. Yeah, I mean, you got to, man. I, I mean, especially in a profession like this because your your career isn't long. You know what I'm saying? These dudes, even if, if you're a good – if you're a great player, like your career is 10 to 20 years, and, and 20 – the people who make it 20, like, we're looking at them like they're aliens because that's, that's not even the norm. 
So if somebody's saying, you know, everybody else out here in these streets working for like 30, 40 years on their job, these dudes playing this sport for like 14 years, for most of them, 14, 15 years, and that's if you're great enough to hang around for even that long. Like, you can't sit around and tell these dudes that they shouldn't be taking all this money if they want to win. I'm going to take whatever these dudes, the maximum that, that that I can negotiate with these dudes because these rings or these dudes that I'm supposedly taking pay cuts for, they're not going to take care of me when my accountant, you know, <laughs> makes some bad deals and, and make off with my money. Shout out to Bernie. Um <laughs> yes, I, it, it, yeah, I, I, I can't stand when fans start talking like that, man. Get everything you can get from these organizations, man. Yeah, because they're going to get everything they can out of you. Right. They're going to milk you, milk them in the process. Yeah. And, uh, like Dennis Schroeder, for example. I, I was right, you know, I was saying at the beginning, take the money. Because I looked at him as a player. He's not Kawhi. He's not KD where you tear your Achilles and you got every team in the league ready to give you a max deal. <laughs> you take right. that guarantee right. $84 because you'll never get that money back. And how much more was he going to get? That's the crazy part. The mo- take that money right there. One, I bet his wife is pretty pissed off right now. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that bag up. His whole but, district pissed off. Yeah, it, <laughs> And what you when you saw him for agency, that was a deep free point guard. Uh, the point guard position is pretty deep in free agency. There's a lot of good point guards that were out that were, that was available in free agency, and who was probably better chemistry guy too than Dennis Schroeder. Because you remember when he first got to the Lakers, he said he's the point guard, he's the captain now. When he LeBron can. is the point guard everywhere he plays. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so and, it's one of those things, man. It's like. If this was him, then, you know, agent can't do anything about it if, you're, if your client says no, don't accept that. Yep. But if this yep. was the agent, yep. then, yeah, he need to be fired like three or four yeah, times. Yeah, because look at Nerlens <laughs> Noel. He turned out at $70 million, and this guy doesn't even have a post move. He can't even hit a 10-footer and turn out at $70 million. <laughs> Like, And look what happened to him. Post move. And, he doesn't uh, have a basketball move. Like the whole he doesn't. Sport. He just like, runs good. He just runs fast and jump high. That's all he is. <laughs> yeah, but one thing, Jimmy, y'all was talking about, giving up those draft picks, LeBron being the highest tenure guy. I, I said it before, I said it again. Markets like L.A., Chicago, New York should be using draft picks to make trades, to get the players, let them play, sh- show some promise, and trade them off. Because once you know big market teams, you don't really need to be trying to say we playing for the draft like the Thunder and the Blazers and the Magic do. But then again, Orlando keeps drafting six foot ten guys who can't shoot. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> but that's what you should do as a big market instead of like waiting on draft picks. I'm glad the Bulls finally doing that. But I think that's something like y'all was saying that hit right there. You have to. Sometimes you can't wait. Like we got LeBron on your team. You can't wait around as long as the ball got developed because they ain't like we was coming up with Jordan, Elijah, Juan Barker came in at 21-22. These guys coming in with 19 with AAU coaching, and we all see AAU coaching in most cases. Roll the ball out, hey, go go have at it, pretend you Steph Curry, even though you can't shoot. But I said, but 
I, so there, so there's a lot. Of, LeBron could wait on that. And look how long it took for Lonzo Ball to pop to get better. Brandon Ingram, those guys. LeBron had that kind of time, but you had a team like New Orleans who could take that on, who had the luxury of waiting because of the market they're in. And I, and I think that's something that you guys hit on something with that. Yeah, I mean that, that's always been the case, man. Because all of those guys are becoming the players that they were expected to become when they got drafted. But when you got LeBron, you know, you pick up LeBron in like his 15th, 16th year, you don't have time for that. And, yep. and you know that you as soon it. as you get LeBron. You're like, ain't no way LeBron going to let us keep these Yeah, dudes. and I hate how these people crap along. Well, if you didn't live up number two expectations. Guess what, people? De'Aaron Fox, if he had gone number two, he would have been to Orleans right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it probably bounced somewhere else. And how, how bad that situation would have been? He had three coaches in three years of Zion. <laughs> so – I mean, that's what people don't remember, though. Lonzo was pretty good in his rookie year. You know why? Because the Lakers were trash, and they were able to, you know, build and learn. But then when you you bring LeBron in, and he brings Anthony Davis in, yo, we don't have time for you to learn on the job no more. If you're not nice, you know, as soon as I come, then, you know, you got to go. That's not what I'm looking for. And and, and they're going to, you know, in a situation like that, they're going to have to play off him being decent in his rookie year to even, you know, get the trade. Well, that's rough. You know, trade capital. So that's just, that's just really how the ball bounces, man. Down. You say it all the time. It's about where you get drafted at, who you're playing for, basically yeah, how your career turns out. Perfect example in our run on this. Zach Wilson, right, for the Jets, number two overall. All those quarterbacks who got drafted, he's in the worst spot. No line. He got he got a good left tackle in Benton. No weapons, a rookie head coach, and a rookie OC. Hey, have at it, kid. And just a bad <laughs> franchise all around. Just a yeah. bad franchise. Hey, I mean, you remember we were saying. And then we were saying. You know, Mahomes got saying to go also, to the quarterback whisperer, and I look at him. <laughs> yeah, I was saying this also. All these media folks crying about Justin Fields slipping. Bro, he should be happy that he didn't go to the Jets. <laughs> he gonna get his thirty million looks like it. But if he went to the Jets in that bad situation, he'd be bouncing around trying to hop on somewhere else, trying to get another shot. And that's why I think a lot of times it's where you go. Because Tom Brady, we could say he's the greatest ever everyone slipped. If you seen Tom Brady with a shirt off when he got drafted to play, he wouldn't have thought it. But he got to learn under Drew Bledsoe, who was a good soldier when he got beat out, got to be in that Patriot system. What if Carson Palmer and Tom Brady flipped? Carson Palmer ended up in New England, who was he's a very was a very talented guy, who was, who was and Tom Brady talented. ended up in Cincinnati. Yeah. Who was way more talented? Tom Brady yeah. wasn't even a played in Cincinnati. That's what like he, he would have out the league. Yeah, he wouldn't even have played in Cincinnati. So it's it is crazy, boy, how fate works. You know what I mean? Destiny, how that kind of stuff works. Because man, yeah. And I'm a it's fan of the Bucks, like, and I'm the, like, the documentary guys. on Tom Brady when he's said done, that's going to be a great one. It's going to be a great yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I say he could be mad all he wants. He seems passed on. Bro, the Patriots passed on you five times, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, no, no, I always said that. The Patriots weren't some geniuses because of that. Like, come on, they, they passed on him a, a ton of times. More than five you, times. Because they had multiple you, picks in the round that he was picked in, and I don't think he was the first of those picks. Yeah, let's be honest, second six round pick. Even if you're a second round quarterback in the NFL, that's luck. 
Uh, he is like, hey, we'll take a flyer. It's first round of where you get killed. No one ever got, no GM ever got fired for missing on the second round or third round QB or even a sixth rounder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just think a lot of hyperbole and it's hot take media go too far when you found out how the story ended. And it's not fair to anyone like that when you find out how the, we know how the story ended with these players. But, hey, right. you guys have a good one, man. And, uh, and, you know, Jimmy, when you go to Jamaica, stay off the milk. Yeah, ain't no excuse, man. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no milk yachts over there. Ain't no milk yachts over there, doggy. Oh, by the way, I'm going to say this. Happens also. I don't know y'all saw this bit of news. That the New Orleans mayor mandated that you got to have a COVID vaccine or a negative test in three days to attend the games of the Superdome, even though it is uh, before capacity. So, so you'll be seeing Ooh. it. And Lamar Jackson, hey, bro, you had COVID twice in eight months. What more information do you need? Hey, you guys have a good one. Yo, yo, uh, yo, that is a wild. That should have been, that been the quarter of the week. That was, that's wild, yo. Yo. Hey, Jeff, did you hear what he said? No, I didn't hear what he said. He's, talk, he's still talking about after so, that he need more information? Yeah, so Lamar Jackson has already had COVID twice, and they asked him if he going to get the vaccine to play this season. He was like, I need more information. Yo, you got more information than anybody out here. Like, <laughs> even if you're too lazy to actually go look for this information that you claim that you need, just personally, you have more information than most of us. You got the information that I don't want. I don't want that information. I don't want to have to go through that to to figure. You know, maybe he didn't get sick, sick, but still, I don't even want to. I don't. Listen, I don't want bro. the fear of a positive test and me thinking of what I could go through or what I could put somebody, one of my loved ones, through just by having it. So, Yo, come on, listen, man. Listen, man. Keep a part, a part, a part wow, of mine, man. man. I'm a part of mine. I'm only sharing this because he just put it on Facebook that that he, he um he just got out of the hospital with COVID. He was like, "Yo." He has, like, white spots on his face. Like, his face is, like, changing color. He's like, yo, this, this COVID is crazy. Yeah. Because it's affecting people in all kinds of crazy ways. Right. Man, yo, I, I, I need don't want more information. Much more, need more information, information you need, you dumb muff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whatever, yeah. man. Let's talk about what happened this week while everybody was on the grind, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And while you were on the grind, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, here's what you do. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Say, yeah, heard it on the war room. It's a discount. Simple as that. Get you a new website. And tell us about what happened. You I mean, you can definitely naive? call that number if you need more information. Shout out to Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, J.R. Hennessy Smith, the guy J.R. Smith is enrolling at North Carolina A&T. Um, he has his eyes set on, on joining the golf team. So he wants to – he came right out of high school to the NBA, but so now he's going back to college, but he wants to so play on the golf he got, team. He got four years of eligibility, not in, not in basketball because he's played professionally, so he can't play basketball, but he got four years of eligibility at any other sport. So, yeah, that, that's where he was when he had this idea. He was on the golf course with Ray Allen, and they were having a conversation about life, and Ray Allen was talking about, you know, he was thinking about going back to school and all of this kind of stuff, and I guess he schooled him to his eligibility, and he's like a five handicap in golf, so he's going he, he gonna to go try his hand at golf. But my question to you, Jim, 
you know how these dudes are. Like, does that mean that he's done with his first love? Because you can enroll in school, you can get on the golf team, but with a lot of these dudes, when they do this kind of stuff, you know damn well as soon as the NBA team come calling, you're leaving all of that stuff high and dry. So I wonder where his mindset is as far as that's concerned. Is he done done? The most interesting thing about this this story is, why is J.R. Smith that nice in golf? He doesn't come off as somebody that can play golf. (laughs) He definitely doesn't. He's not the dude that you're going to think. Like, it's going to get out on the links and kill him. But they said dude plays with a five handicap, um, and, and he, he kind of nice. I, I have heard before, though, that he played golf, and I had the same surprise when I heard it the first time. But now that he's out here trying to play collegiate golf, like, damn, he that nice? But, you know, we'll see. And that'll be good for the basketball team, I mean, too. Listen, you know he's going to show I mean, up at them practices imagine, and get them to do some, some I mean, work. But imagine if he does and then somehow becomes a pro golfer. That's an amazing story. And, I mean, right. you could play pro golf for another 30 years. Yeah, but, but can you imagine a pro golfer out there with, like, body tattoos, neck tattoos, arm sleeves? Listen, like, yo, bro, that, might, be... that might get us back into it. Uh-huh. We fell off inside your oh, house, yeah. so we'd we be right back yeah. into it. I mean, oh, yeah. Uber Jr. <laughs> well, shout out to Jr. Man, anyway, and man. and the shout fact that JR, he's, doing, he's trying to do this at an HBCU too. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout to that man. I got a question for you, man. So the Miami Heat resigned 41-year-old Udonis Haslam to a one-year, 2.6 million dollar deal, man. Why is Udonis Haslam still getting millions of dollars from the Miami Heat? What's what's good, y'all? Because he know where the bodies is buried, Jim. Like, because this this is not even about his age. He's the oldest player in the league at 41, but Udonis Haslam has not played a meaningful minute since, like, 2012. And even then, he was only playing, like, 11 minutes a game. So I'm, my thing is, unless he knows where the bodies is buried, I know he's from that town, he's the representative, but... That is a complete waste of money for somebody in his prime who was only playing, you know, low minutes in the, in the teens, in his prime. I, I don't get it. Like, at this point, he's the Miami Heat mascot, and he's getting a lot of money maybe to do Maybe he's it. a good coach. Yo, it's another one of those maybe things, he's a though. Good coach. Like we just said about Josh Allen, dude, Udonis Haslam, if they are going to pay you multiple millions of dollars to play a game that you're not even really playing anymore. I don't know the last time Udonis Haslam played basketball. He got in in the last game of the season against the Sixers. That was his first appearance all season. And he got kicked out of that game in like three minutes. He got ejected. That was his only action of the whole season. So if they're going to keep paying you multiple millions, dude, go back. You you don't have to – it's not like the same grind. You don't have to be in shape because you're not going to play. So keep getting that check. Yeah, I would. <laughs> they say Pat Riley. Pat Riley is notoriously loyal. So right. who knows, man? But you, anyway, but you man, know what this does. Awesome, you know what this does, and I think it has proven itself to to be that. This makes free agents look at you not just because you're in a you know palm tree tropical type place, but the fact that the the, the you know, the brass is loyal, quote-unquote, loyal to its players like this, or even if they're just, you know, using this as a show of loyalty because they know people will fall for it, 
This is why Miami Miami is a real player every year in free agency, even when you don't think they are. Remember how we laughed when Jimmy Butler decided to go to Miami? They get yep. free agents to look at them when you think, oh, they team not even good. Who's going to look at them? year later, they're in the NBA Finals. So now you're showing this loyalty, and the team is decent. Coming, You know, they were in the Finals just last season. Now look at the team that they've built because free agents aren't afraid to look there. So I, they're doing something yeah. right. But but Udonis Haslam is definitely Man, a got in Miami at this point. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, um, on another news, man, Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence, their fight was canceled due to Spence's torn retina. My man had a torn retina. Yo, I'm kind of disappointed about this. I mean, this is not a fight that, you know, we were going to super hype up, but it was a fight that I actually wanted to see. Um, you know Manny, from, from young till now that he's the elder statesman, Manny will fight everybody. He will fight the best dudes. He will fight them in his prime. A lot of people think that Errol Spence is going to destroy him, um, but we're not going to get to see it now. But the crazy part is, you know, he was fighting for Errol Spence's welterweight, two welterweight titles. Um, he's still going to fight on the same night for a welterweight title because the dude that stepped into the fight, um, your Dennis Ugas from Cuba, he holds a welterweight belt because, you know, it's like 65 belts in every division now. He holds a belt. And now his belt is, you know, he's like the sixth-ranked welterweight in the world. So now his belt is going to be on the line. Um, A lot of people in boxing, boxing purists, are giving Manny a lot of props for taking this tough of an opponent on such short notice. Because usually when stuff like this happens, you get a cancellation. You know, they'll throw somebody in there who might be decent, but you throw somebody in there that you know this dude is going to beat, you know, just for your troubles. They threw in a, a champion, Man. and Manny's like, all right, let's go. Manny but at this age, like, what he got to lose? Anything he does positive at Manny. this age is going to be a legacy builder. You know what I'm saying? If he Manny's loses, they're going to be like, he like old. We expected games. him to lose. Right. Shout to Manny. Legend like four or five games, man. <laughs> Give him his Grammy. All right, we shout to Manny, man. That song sounded mm-hmm. a little Deshaun Watson-y, but shout out to Manny, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to be touched. Yo, I had a meme pop in my head. But, yo, uh, last thing that happened while you on the Grizz night, man, Shaq was forced to sell his stake in the Sacramento Kings, man. So Shaq has been a minority owner, and he actually owned like 5% of the squad or something like that. Um, I, yeah, I heard it like 2 to 4%, money, money but, it was, got, but it was more than Jigger. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Yeah, I heard. five percent, but he flipped it. That bread, that bread tripled, um, tripled up on him. Uh, but it's part of a deal for him to have equity in a gambling company. Right. So because that's why when you company, use the word, he was forced to sell a stake because you can't be a part of a gambling company and be a part of a ownership team in a in a sports franchise that you know people are going to be gambling on. So, yeah. no, you know why, though? You said his money flipped like that? Because the Maloof family um, purchased – actually, the Maloof family sold the Kings in 2013 for $534 million. Now the franchise is worth $1.9 billion just eight years later. So Shaq, with the $5 million that he put in 
Um, they said with his stake, you know, he's cashing out at at least $11 million, um, at this point. So Shaq has an estimated net worth of over $400 million. So this is just going to add to his liquid uh, portfolio. So shout out to Shaq because he's been named the brand ambassador for this betting site, and you know what kind of money betting brings in. So they say he's going to make – way more money being the face of this thing than he would have as the king's one of the king's minority owners anyway so you get to flip that grab 11 to 15 million dollars off of that and then get into another business where you're going to be the face making even more money so shout out to Shaq man yeah he's the face of Papa John's he's the face of betting as long as they don't start betting on people and when Shaq oh, owns yeah. the team, it's going to be like, you know, the, the the magic or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shaq's going to be. The king is kind of weird anyway. So yeah, I mean, because this is a franchise he once dubbed the, the Sacramento Queens. And then he had to walk all of that back when he became a minority owner. Because Shaq, like we've been talking about all, all episode, I might have to change the title to the episode, find something, you know, about getting that bread. Shaq realized. No matter how much I disliked these dudes when I played them, no matter what I called them, they're offering me a stake in the team that's going to get me many, many, many millions of dollars. So to hell with all of that. Get yeah, what I man. can get. Yo. <laughs> Shout out to Shaq, man. Yeah, man. Speaking of that, man, tell everybody what happened this day in sports history. Speaking of, uh, you know, franchises selling and whatnot, this is crazy. Yes, sir. Yo, it's crazy how everything, like, it links and everything segues in this episode. This date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Sports the Book. Sports the Book, one of the greatest sports books ever written, and it was written by the War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Go out and get your copy, sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com. Wherever you get it, just make sure you get it. All right, on this date in sports history, August 12, 1969, we're talking about franchise valuations. The great and they were great by 69. The great Boston Celtics sold for a then record $6 million. This was the best franchise in the NBA at the time, and they sold for a record, a whopping $6 million. We just talked about the Sacramento Kings, who were one of the worst teams in the league year in and year out, worst franchises, being valued at $1.9 billion in 2021. The Boston Celtics in 1969, who was running a Boston on the league. He wasn't even called a Boston yet because I they weren't finished running it. Sold for $6 million, man. So we like to give a Yo, nice big war room salute to that historical moment. We like to give a insane. salute to the person who bought that because I'm pretty sure they flipped that for a lot more years later. <laughs> Yo, so six million fans. Umar six million, that. Yeah. <laughs> Six million. We can we can open we can open two schools for black boys. Yo, Umar could have Umar could have raised enough bread to cop himself, bro. What the hell? <laughs> His schools cost more to build than the Celtics, which is why they're not built yet. And the Celtics were killing the league right then. And we got the Sacramento yeah, Queens worth one point. $9 billion dollars right now. We got the Clippers selling Money. for over $2 billion some years back. That's cool, man. Listen, man, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Yo, hopefully, hopefully Derek X do what he got to do, man. We're going to see that in about a half hour, man. But, 
thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, everybody who's on social media, everybody in our group chat. Anybody supports us in any way, shout out to all of you. The folks that called, they got through. We appreciate you those you can get to. We apologize, but we are getting out of here. Listen, catch everything we do, right, all of our webcasts, all of our podcasts, podcast network, all of our social media, anything that we got going on my book, for the book. You can find everything at the Hub. The Hub is warroomsports.com. Anything that you want to find about us, go to warroomsports.com. You can also, like I said, get my book there, warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We shall see you tomorrow. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.